Good to so, see you, buddy. Good to see you, man. We are uh, just kind of doing something a little strange tonight. I am down in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina right now. We Nate has somehow figured out a way to transfuse our mics <laughs> and we're in three different places. Uh, Chicago's our producer, Nate Armbruster. You are at October Park Studios yeah. in uh, Northville, Michigan, and I am at uh, New York uh, Prime Steakhouse. Yeah. I'm like in the bar I area. Envy you. It's, it's I'm 11, up here with Hannibal. It's just, 11.30. There's nobody yeah. in the bar hardly. They're getting yeah. ready to have lunch here, and uh, they just let me in here with my equipment. So that's what we're doing. I'm at New York Prime having lunch. I've had a couple of great shows. We're gonna have to. You're gonna have to uh, take a screenshot of the menu and send it to me. Yeah, I will. I will. Uh, That's easier said than done. Um, So I am down here. I'm gonna enjoy a a afternoon steak, mid morning steak. Yeah, and I'm gonna enjoy nothing because I need to lose weight. (laughs) I've had some great shows down here at the Comedy Cabana so far, a couple days. Uh, we're Monday through Saturday down here. Yeah, I'm sitting here on, you know, what, Thursday morning. So we've had a few shows. We've got the weekend coming up. And uh, just thought that uh, we would try to do a show, and that's what we're doing. So a lot of things going on. Yeah. All-Star weekend. Uh, All-Star Major Major League Baseball is coming up this weekend. Uh, Jennifer Lopez Ben Elflack got married. Um, Benifer is uh, is active again. The the Benifer and nobody's talking about that, right? Nobody said Benifer has been uh, a little bit, you know, uh, reactivated. I don't know. That well, was the first melding of celebrity names. Remember that twenty yeah. years ago? Well, they're not the. They were the first ones, right? Twenty years yeah, ago, yep. they did that sort of melding of um, you know first names. But they weren't the last ones. Uh, hot on their heels. Kim Ye. Remember uh, Kim Kardashian <laughs> and Kanye. That's stupid. That Two of the most unlikable assholes on the planet, but they had their thing. Yeah. And this is kind of a... I don't remember this one. Um, Spidey. Spidey. This was Spencer Pratt and Heidi Montag. I, I don't, I don't even know these one. two. Yeah. Uh, who, yeah some of them just didn't stick like the... Yeah. Brangelina. Wow, oh, yeah, that, that was, was a, was a huge yeah, was one. Brad, 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 Angelina's Brangelina. Yeah, 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 I remember that Brangelina. one. Brangelina. Uh, this was Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez. Jelena, I don't remember yeah, I that. Yeah, that but, one, yeah. Uh, Rob Sten, okay, that was Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart's time together. Okay. Rob Sten. Uh, all right, Tomcat. I remember this one resonated for a while. It was Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes, Tomcat. Oh yeah, Tom. Yeah, that's right. Before she figured out he so was a lunatic. So what would Elvis and Priscilla have been if they were, you know, like dating I now? Elvilla? Elvis. I don't know. Elv- Elv- <laughs> I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know what they. Pris Elvis. Yeah. Pris Elvis. Chris Vis. Yeah. Wait a minute. What was her name? No, Priscilla. Priscilla, Priscilla, Priscilla. Presley and Elvis Presley. Priscilla. Priscelvis. Priscelvis. Yeah. Uh, okay, so can her you take name. The, can you take the was, girl first or you have to take the guy first and the other one? I don't know. In this case, okay, uh, Tomcat was Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes. Benifer was. Ben. ben so they Affleck. take the guy's name first. I think so. Well, no, because you had. Uh, you had Kimye. You had. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess you know, it's the way Kim it goes. Kim Kardashian and Kanye. Again, two of the most annoying people on the planet. 
Uh, do you remember Zanessa, Zach Efron, and Vanessa Hudgens? Uh, no, they vaguely, yeah. Uh, Benifer again. Yes, they got together. <laughs> Taylor Squared, Taylor Lautner, and Taylor Swift. I don't even know Taylor Lautner. Who is that? Okay. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, he, yeah. He played the werewolf in uh, in the Twilight movies. Oh, that was okay. that was his uh, that was his big deal. He's kind of gone now okay uh so anyway uh, just silly name by the way talk about people who are gone um i i don't know why this fascinates <laughs> me so much uh and i and i'm actually thinking of going sal what's that this is this air is supply, the token lounge no it's that well, well you know what air supply <laughs> is a bigger name than this person yeah and remember i was telling you i, I bought tickets to, yeah, yeah, to yeah. uh the blue chip casino and i couldn't make it out to air supply but i i'm unashamedly uh, an air supply fan. I don't give a shit what anybody. <laughs> I listen to Barry Manilow. Fuck all you people. I don't yeah, care. No, I I'm totally, totally down with air supply. Yeah, that's it's good old it's stuff. Big in all the retirement community. Get it? Air supply. <laughs> <Yeah>. you know? <laughs> they all, they yeah. all need the air supply. He, he stepped on my air hose. He, he compromised my air supply. That, that's why I have brain damage. Oh, that's such a bad joke. Uh, so listen. So uh, the Token Lounge, the place that you and I have been to multiple times in our youth oh, and yeah, maybe yeah. in our middle age. Yeah. I was at the Token Lounge to see uh, Stars. Remember that band? Stars from the late 70s? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cherry Baby, Subway Chair, that kind of thing. They had a couple of top tens. Um, I saw Molly Hatchet there before they hit it big with their one hit. Okay, listen to this next I one. I saw Twisted Sister there. Uh, Get not out. The, not the band, just some crazy guy's sister That's in the parking a... lot. He, she was oh. a Twisted Sister. Tell me, how twisted was she? Okay. So uh, there is uh, Corey Feldman, Sal, is coming to Get the Toke. I swear to God. Oh, my God. Corey Feldman and his band, he's, he's out on tour and he's going to the Token Lounge, and I think it's next month. And buddy, we gotta go. We gotta go just What's to he go. What's he sing? He did you ever see? This was the, the the singularly most embarrassing television moment about five years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. He was on the uh, the Today that. Show, and I don't know how he got this airtime, but he sang a song, and it was ridiculous and awful. I remember that. And it was, and and the even the the you know the the. Uh, the hosts didn't had they didn't know what to say. They're like, okay, that was really good. All right, goodbye. It was just an odd situation. So he's coming. How much are tickets? Ah, Jesus, I don't know. But I mean, what what is the token lounge? Two hundred people, and Corey Feldman's coming. There I heard so? it's not standing room only. It's stand by me only. Oh, look out! Hello, eighties Corey Feldman reference. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> it's well, stand by me only. I think that I th- stand by me only. Stand by me if you're in the parking lot because that's the only place you'll get a ticket. Um, Sal, let's go. And, uh, I, and I'm, I'm going to tell you why. I'm I want to go because uh, Corey Feldman to me is a guy. I mean, I mean, his star couldn't have fallen further than it already. You know, yeah. since the '80s, right? And then he started a band, and he's just this sort of uh, fame glob out in Hollywood. <laughs> but in all the times that I've watched him, this guy has been sincere. He's a decent guy. You know, he's fallen yeah, he's... on you know, hard times in terms of his celebrity. But he keeps plugging. 
Yeah. And and he and I, I want to go and I want to go and I want to shake well, his I, hand. Yeah, and, we could I mean, get VIP seats and I think I, I mean I've, I've you know I've seen that owner before. I've met him before. I can maybe try to hook him up or try to contact him and see if we can get some backstage. I don't know what backstage well, passes is. It's in the kitchen. At I, the, I, uh, <laughs> what's the backstage passes in the kitchen at the Tolkien Lounge? I mean. <laughs> Probably, <laughs> if you're if you have backstage passes, you're actually sautéing the onions. <laughs> That's what you're doing <laughs> at the Token Lounge. But you know, I mean, you know. Okay, so this is what I want to know. All right, um, and the quest for celebrity. A guy, you know, this is a very talented guy. Corey Feldman yeah. is a talented actor, and he won't. I always, can't, I always thought the name Corey Feldman was like a, a car dealership or something. It sounds you know like I mean? it, right? Yeah. You know, this come Saturday. to Corey Feldman for a Dodge Chevy truck. <laughs> a, Dodge, a Dodge Chevy. That's a hybrid. <laughs> that's the wine talking. What What are you drinking down there? What's 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 on the menu? Uh, what What have you? I've been drinking Smith and Hook up here. <laughs> I'm drinking Smith and Wesson. I don't know what. I'm <laughs> well, the thing that fascinates me about this is that, you know, he keeps striving yeah, for no, celebrity. He doesn't have any real talent as a singer or a songwriter, so it's like I, I don't know what he's trying to do, except keep his name in the news. But every time I see the guy, he, it's so he's sort of this, this innocent guy. There, he's not. Uh, I don't know how to put it. It's yeah. not like. Um, He's well, not annoying like a Tom Cruise or no, no. I, if it's you know, like Matthew Sunday McCombie. night, I'm in. I mean, yeah. if it's a Sunday so night. So if you want tickets, I'll get them. Laura Lou, our friend Laura Lou, yeah, uh, she put it on Facebook today, and I responded, "I'm going, I'm okay. going," because I want to talk. You I want a date. I don't because I've had a little too okay. much wine, but I think it's next month, and I want to go, and I want to sincerely, unironically, um, just shake his hand and go, "Hey, look." I've enjoyed you in so many movies. I mean, I love Stand By Me. There was a, there was a great movie uh, called Dream a Little Dream that, that just, uh, he was so good in, and Jason Robards. I mean, you know, I, I couldn't be uh, showing my age more now than to, to be talking about this movie. But he he's an awesome, he's a very good actor. Mm-hmm. He's had some and, moments, and, and they and they won't cast him because he has all this baggage from whatever that thing yeah. was in the eighties. And so, but I want to just shake his hand. Okay. And go, you no, know no, what? I, I think it's great. Appreciate the work you've done, and I think you're an awesome actor. And I want you to keep going because this this guy's time is coming again. Yeah. Well, hey man, it would be like take anybody, any movie you saw. In the 90s. And let's just say you could see like, uh, you know, it would be like uh, Ralph Macchio is going to be at uh, the Buffalo it, Wild. There Wing you go. At, uh, there you, you go. Know, Six in Newburgh, right? Because yeah. you, you would be like, I got to go see Ralph Macchio. He I have at, to see. He was in Karate Kid. Ralph Macchio's in, was in, yes. Right? I would, I would do that too. Not that Ralph Macchio needs to be at Ann Arbor Trail in Middle Belt, you know. Not anymore. Not with the resurgence of that series he's been in. Cobra Kai, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so you're saying Corey Feldman kind of needs the work. He needs the money. He I needs mean, the, yeah, he's you know. he's he's doing some kind of tour with this band, which well, is not very good. Well, we try to get a hold of his agent, have him on the Salem Bomb Show. Well, let's do it before the. Uh, so, Nate, please, uh, you know, uh, tag Corey Feldman in this episode, and uh, you know, I would uh, I would love to have him on because yeah. I would have a ton of questions for him just. You know, sincere, legitimate question because I think he's a decent guy. I, I agree. really do. 
I agree. And uh, he has his his brother was the one that died, right? His brother, know. the one that died. I don't know. He had a brother that died. I don't know. Yeah, brother. I'm sorry. I'm um, oh no, you're no, you're talking about uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, another. Uh, yeah, he uh, was in the stand. Yeah, me. River Phoenix. Right. Got yeah, it. Yeah. Got mm-hmm. it. Okay. Wrong. Wrong uh, family. That's okay. We've had a little wine, and our memories are fading. But memories. So what else we want to talk about? We it's uh, I'm down at I'm down at uh, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. You're in October Perks too. You enjoying like the thank, shows uh, down there, buddy? How how are the crowds? It, it's they're really good, really great yeah. down here. It's a tourist town, uh, so it's kind of it's kind of the funny. comedy cabana. Comedy cabana. Jeff yeah. and Christine Emanuel, great owners, been down there for years. Probably really 30 nice years. people. I enjoy them. Uh, they do a good job. They know how to run a club. I'm down here uh, with uh, Rob Little, Edmund Cammy. Uh, we've got some uh, guest spots every night. It's just been a lot of fun. Now, see in Myrtle Beach. The comedy clubs are busy on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, yes. and then on the weekends they're slower because people are coming in and out of town. So it's it's the opposite of say what a Roger in Ann Arbor or our buddy One Night Stands or Mark Ridley's. They're busy on the weekends and they don't really even do any shows during the week. So we're busy right now, and it's been 100, 150 people every night. And then you know Friday is going to be. Half the crowd that we have on a Tuesday and a Wednesday, yeah. so it's kind of uh-huh. it's kind of weird. But mm-hmm. I'm having a great time. But it's comedy. That's the way it goes. Yep. And I'm at uh, New York Prime here in Myrtle Beach, 405 28th Avenue. I'm envious. Uh, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Call for reservations at 843-448-8081. Like to thank the management for giving me a nice spot here in the bar, giving me a free meal. Telling you me got that they want to, yeah, they, they just love that fact <laughs> I had to that I'm on. pay for it up here at the studio. Yeah, they love the fact. Now they've got oysters on the half shell for nineteen dollars. They got oysters Rockefeller. Uh, they got shrimp cocktail. They got a shellfish bisque. They got a thick cut sizzling bacon. You know, people oysters are doing that. On now. You the know, the half bacon. Shell. You can get those at the yeah at the ballpark now. You can get those at the stadium. Yeah, you're those just, are you're so just holding good. a piece of bacon. Yes, you know? yeah, just, on a stick. You're just carrying it back yeah, to your seat. Drinking like a beer with that. Uh, they got baked shrimp. They got lump crab cocktail. They got capaccio. Cap- that was my nickname carpaccio. They got Florida stone crabs. They got seafood platter. They got a Delmonico steak. They've got a petite New York strip. They got great steaks here. Bone-in ribeye for $74. Bone-in, huh? 22 <laughs> ounces. You said bone-in. They got a 16-ounce New York <laughs> yeah. strip yeah, bone in. for sixty-six fifty. Wow, okay. They got the porterhouse for two, 40 ounces for 115 Whoa, whoa, whoa. Door. Back up. Back the mother fuck up. Wait. What's that? What was that? $140? Porterhouse for two. 40 ounces, $115. Okay. Uh, You know what? (sighs) Come on. People, really? You're going to eat that much? You you deserve to <laughs> die of a of coronary disease. You're well, going to poor house for two, so it's for two. But I don't okay. know. I I mean I've I've been with many women in my life, Bob. Have you and, really? Uh, Give me their names, Sal. I don't know any of the girls. <laughs> Let's cross I was, reference I was, them. I was married to one, and I dated many for yeah. a long term. I, none of my girlfriends or my ex wives would have wanted to share a forty ounce porterhouse with me. No. What about you? 
No, I can't. They would have had like them. six ounces of it, and I would have mm. had thirty-four. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it exactly. Would, I mean, it's a great deal for me, but it wouldn't have been a great deal for my heart. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because women would have out of forty ounces, they would have like four ounces of it, six ounces, maybe. Yeah, eight, yeah, exactly. Possibly eight, and then then they'd eat the uh, the leftovers out of the refrigerator while we went to sleep. Yeah, and that, yeah. that's how that's how the ladies work. Uh, they've got live mean lobster. Live uh, main lobster. I don't know lobster. what that means. Three to thirteen pounds. AQ, sea bass. AQ. That must be market price or something. Uh, their sides. We always like looking at sides, right? We always yeah, like tell the me about sides. their sides. Not, I like know, the sides. You got cream spinach. You got charred Brussels sprouts. You got sautéed mushrooms. You got sautéed onions. You got onion rings. You got asparagus. You got hash browns. You got lionese. Lionese. Hmm. You got uh, what is that? Lionese. That's there it. A song? I don't lion-ize. know, but I'm getting on a plane, lion-ize. man. I'm coming down there. Uh, steak cut French fries, half onion rings, and half fries. You can get half onion rings and half fries. Who does that? Nobody half does onion that. rings and half. No, I've That's never heard beautiful. of that either. That's a southern that. thing. Yeah. That loaded, is a southern thing. They loaded baked potato, one pound for $9, Bob. You can't I beat like, it. you know what? Can so I say come this? Come over to the New York, up New York Prime here in Vermont. You said oysters on the half shell. Yeah. Uh, that's, uh, you know, that to me is, uh, that should be like an exclamation. Like if something is really, you know, like I can't believe it. It's like oysters on the half shell. Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> right? Somebody does something incredible. You know, they get a hole in one on eighteen at the master. Oysters on the half shell. <laughs> and why is it a half shell? Why can't it? Can it be oysters I, on the full shell? I, I don't know. Well, because they the, crack it and they I, yeah, it's they a, crack it and they got one on each side. Yeah, but it's like uh, if somebody I, I've I've uh, I've uh, decided in my life. From now on, when somebody does something really crazy <laughs> or uh, really like remarkable, I'm just gonna just go oysters on the half shell. Are you out of your mind? Oh, that's so stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's like a term of uh, amazing, right? It's like wow. shut the front door. Oysters, oysters on, on the, the half sh- shell. What? How can you be in Myrtle Beach and I'm up in Detroit, Michigan? Holy. Oysters on the half show with this technology. <laughs> That's funny, man. Um, speaking of technology, good segue. Do you have a uh, ring doorbell on your house there? Bro? I do. Well, it's yeah. not ring. It's um, it's Amazon, whatever the hell okay. that is. So. Yeah. That's the most, That's the really popular thing. As you know, during the pandemic, I was delivering uh, prescription drugs uh, because I wasn't telling jokes for a living. And I noticed that every yeah. house has one of these things. I mean, it's yeah. very common. Yeah. It's kind of funny. I'll be honest with you. It's kind of funny. I I uh, noticed that some people have a fake video a door what? ring. It's fake. It's, oh. it's not hooked up. It's not real. How do you know? Because I press the button and it doesn't do anything. It's like it's broke. Oh, but they want to they want to give the oh. uh, impression <laughs> that they're recording you. People but have been doing that for years. With so anyway, system. it's just funny, you know. It's almost like, but anyway, that uh, it's a big, big seller. I think every home in America, I, I, I got to believe, you probably look up the stats, but I'm going to say 65% of homes has the ring video doorbell now uh, at the front door so that they can see who's delivering an Amazon package. They can see you at the door. I mean, if people are at, uh, you know, if you're on the beach in, in Myrtle Beach, say, so like, like I am, and my home is in Farmington Hills, I can see who's at the front door from the beach yes. in Myrtle Beach, right? So 
these things are very, very popular. They record everything that's going on within, you know, 40 feet of your front door. Yeah. So I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, I played wiffle ball in the front street of my house. So if we would, if for some reason in the 70s there would have been these things, yeah. Every wiffle ball game I've ever played would have been recorded. It would have been televised. <laughs> and I don't know about you, but I had some mammoth home runs. Oh, I game. bet. So can you imagine if for some reason we had that back then and you can go back and look at the footage of that shit? Like, oh, yeah. well, people that are recording shit on their phone <laughs> or on their phone, on their video doorbell ring now, you know, 20 years from now, they can pull that up. Yeah. Right? Oh, memories, so, man. You know, what would have been I, in front of Bob Phillips' well, video doorbell I, I think, ring in I think Bruce Springsteen referred to those as glory days, right? <laughs> glory days. <laughs> yeah. So, well, right. so the question you're asking me, what would be on my well, if, ring if, if in your the dad 70s? Would have, if your dad would have had the video doorbell, you know, on, on, yeah. on October Park in 1975 or your home, wherever you were at. What would have been on that video if you if you pulled it out of the attic right now and okay. said, "Holy shit, this is Bob Phillips's yeah. video Great doorbell question. ring." I love in this 1975. Question. What's on your front lawn? What's well, going well, on? I'll tell you what's going on. Jeez. It's uh, it's Saturday. It's 10 a.m. and my dad is yelling at me because I can't start the mower. <laughs> what? Why can't you do so that? that? Would have been on. Let there. me show you. And then he does it, and then he mows the lawn, and I go play with my friends. Yeah, yeah. That's number one. My dad yelling at me. Okay, <laughs> and uh, probably after that it would be like you said. Uh, we didn't play wiffle ball. This is how dumb we were. We played actual wooden bat and uh, regulation ball in this cul-de-sac that I lived okay. in. But they called it a court back then. Remember the court? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay, where I so. A lot of wiffle ball. Yeah, they would capture. It, it made a it made a built-in diamond so perfect. Oh, it was, right? it was absolute it was, home plate was the was the front of the, the circular court. Yeah, yeah. And the bases were placed perfectly because uh, it's a circle. Yeah, the d- first driveway to the right was first base. Yep. And second base was you know middle of the street yes, going up. Yes. Uh, third base was the was the Mrs. driveway Smith's to the left. Driveway. Uh, exactly. Right, yeah. Perfect. Just perfect. Yep. Um. So, uh, I it would have caught. Uh, me knocking out my uh, the Monahan's window uh, in uh, short right field. It would have been a, a short porch home run, uh, not unlike a Yankee Stadium home yeah. run. Uh, and Mr. Monahan running out and yelling at me, saying, "You, you bounced this ball off my house." And my sister's boyfriend at the time saying. How about I bounce this bat off your head? <laughs> I swear to God. Yeah, yeah, we're like, yeah. yes! He's like 16 yeah. and we're nine. We're like, he's my hero. So tell me, what's uh, what's on your That's great. ring? No, I, same thing. I would have wiffle ball games on there because I played. I mean, I can literally vi- vision it right now. I My my dad's house in Binghamton, New York was on a cul-de-sac at the at the top of the hill. Binghamton, New York is very hilly. It's not like I, it is. I didn't know. I've never been through Binghamton. So we lived at the top of this hill, and we had a we had a circular cul-de-sac, whatever. At the you know, my dad was one of the. My dad was. If you took my dad according to the baseball diamond, my dad's house would have been like around first base, right? That's where my front yard was. And home plate. So is if the- we would have had a video doorbell ringer at that time it would have literally filmed the whole wiffle ball game because it was yeah. it was literally Beautiful. looking at the diamond you know so uh it would have got it would have gotten that it would i had these woods across the street it would have gotten me in those woods like screwing around with the crick and 
you know, trying the crick, to fish by out the of way, there. And, the you know, crick. Whatever. That's exactly what we called it when we were kids. <laughs> it was the creek, but we said yeah. the crick, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, I don't know why. Why do we do that? that? I don't know. That's what I called it. The and crick. And you just go there. You know, so that would have been on there. Uh, probably my dad planting <laughs> flowers would have been on there because he planted a lot of flowers in the front yard. I, I think tomatoes I in think the backyard. Your, your, uh, I think your assessment of starting a lawnmower is perfect. I know I would have had that on there. <laughs> I would have had me starting a snowblower in the winter. <laughs> you had a uh, snowblower. I was the snowblower. I'm I think we had one in maybe in the eighties. I don't know. Maybe we didn't, but um, it would have had uh, me. Uh, Kissing my first, you know, I played, I played, uh, spin the bottle on the front porch. That would have, that would have been on wait, the wait, on your, your front porch? I did, I did. Wow, that's ballsy. We, we went in the we woods sat, for that. So, if the video doorbell ringer would have been there, that would have caught all that. So, I would have been playing spin the bottle in front of it. Okay. Uh, oh, it would have got me getting ready. I was a uh, a paperboy delivery guy. Now, wait a minute. You said uh, it's a perfect time to bring him up because I used to deliver newspapers. Uh, so the video doorbell ringer video, whatever you want to call it, would have picked me up stuffing my papers because I used to deliver the newspaper mm-hmm. in Livonia, Michigan. And a good friend of yours that's a Detroit News reporter is coming yes. out to our show on Neil Thursday. Neil Rubin. It's a perfect segue now with to the free give him press. a plug. Yeah, great segue. And I delivered the free press. Yeah. I'll tell him the Yeah, Rubin. yeah. Oh, I that's going to be great. His pay- well, when we're on stage uh, in a few days, so you got to say that. Two days, right? I will. I'll tell him that story. That when, when, are you, to- when are you getting back home anyway? Tomorrow night? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Thursday I get back morning? home. Well, I mean, this, is, this was recorded you know, last week, but you're probably listening to it here the week of the uh, 21st. Okay. But I'm coming back on Sunday, and uh, I'll definitely be at the show okay. uh, at Genetti's. Yeah. Well, so you better be at the show. Nobody can get tickets because we're sold out. We're standing you know, room only again, we 10 are, in a row. We, we are... We are Corey Feldman <laughs> standing room Corey only. Feldman would love to have this kind of... <laughs> Uh, uh, response. I yeah. I just uh, okay. So so anyway, that's a that, great question. You know, uh, hey, you know, those are popular things. How about one more? We're thing? recording everything. I'm going to okay. say one more thing. What's okay. that? I'm going to say one more thing. Um, the uh, the ring camera would have uh, in front of my house caught me uh, anywhere <laughs> from uh, five years old to I don't know thirteen, literally sprinting out my front door. Uh, to catch the good humor man. Right? There you go. There you uh, go. I would have got that uh, too. Yes, yes. Getting that I, strawberry I mean, shortcake. Oh, the, yes. The stra- and how about the chocolate eclair? Chocolate eclair. Come on. What, getting wait, the uh, red, white, and blue snow cone the, thing that yes. would melt while you while you're paying the guy. Now, what was the other thing? It was it was it was a it was a delicate flavor sandwich. for a kid. It was an almond cr- something crunch or something. Uh, that was a good yeah humor. yeah yeah yeah. But, but but you had you didn't have well just you had the, the good strawberry humor. shortcake and then you had the brown one. What was that one called? It was the same company. It was the same strawberry short. Yeah, it was and good then, humor. It was uh, well you had the strawberry shortcake that was strawberry. Obviously, yeah, and so then you red. had that chocolate then, eclair. Oh, the chocolate one. Yeah, it had that, that, that chocolate one? center yes. and yeah. then the the sort of brownish white uh, crumbs on the. Oh yeah, surface. that baby came in front of my house all oh, the time. But but how how great was it that uh, okay? So you're in Binghamton, New York at that time i'm in livonia michigan yeah and uh we w- there was no shortage of ice cream trucks now even as kids we were snobs we wanted okay 
Good humor. That was the, that was the brand name. It was like, oh, this is great. But you would settle for the independent guy. Remember the independent guy? Yeah. He was yeah. high. He probably yeah. sold weed out of the back <laughs> of that truck. Maybe yeah. some mescaline, whatever. Yeah. And you got the bomb pop, and you got yeah. the uh, you know the 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 no brand ice cream, whatever it was. You didn't care. You weren't discriminating enough as a nine-year-old. Yep. But but you knew you knew there was a difference between good humor and that guy, right? Correct. <laughs> Correct. And not to say that video doorbell would have would have captured some of the greatest catches, football catches. Oh yes. By the mailbox yeah. that anybody's ever made, or by <laughs> yeah. the parked car. Yeah. Because yeah. I would tell my buddy, okay, look, I'm gonna do a down and out. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm going to turn right in front of that 79 Cutlass, and you're going to throw it right at the grill of the Cutlass. And I would, you know, and I would catch it right in front of that Cutlass, like perfectly. You're Rob Gronkowski, cut. and then you take it to the end zone. Yeah, oh, take, that's great, man. Take it yeah. to the end Those zone the in days. front of Mrs. Carmichael's house. Yeah, you know? yeah or, or you know, you get Those to the you get time. to the quarterback. You know, you got two receivers on your team. You're like, look, they're slow. They suck. I'm just going to go long. Just look for me, okay? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going, you know, it's like maybe 50 yards. Oh, yeah. But those were the days. And so, uh, this would have been this would have been something that my like, okay, so it, again, just playing devil's advocate here or playing the part of if there would have been a video doorbell back in the 70s, this would have been my brother looking at the video of somebody coming up to the house. You know what? You can do that. You can see who's coming up to yes. the house. And, and it would have been like, my brother would have been like, who's the guy in the moon boots coming up to the door? You know what I mean? That would have been <laughs> the a moon safe, boots. Right? That would yes. have been something that my brother oh. would have said. Who's the oh. guy in the moon boots coming up to the door? You know? Oh, that would have been me uh, in uh, 1975 and 76. Um, Who's the guy in the members-only jacket uh, uh, coming what, up to what, the what door? What were you saying just b- before that? You were you were talking about uh, pretending or play acting. I forget how you ended that segment, but this is a good uh, this is a good uh, segue into a thing that we both agree on, and we both think is bullshit, and that is the. Uh, this uh, this idea of method acting. Oh, you yeah. Know? Well, I don't I don't understand it. You know, I mean, I'm not an actor. I'm not a professional trained actor. Uh, neither one of us are. But you have done some acting with some very famous actors, uh, particularly Eric Roberts in a movie called Intent. And uh, uh, you know, so you know what that's like on a set. I don't. I've only done. A couple of really uh, low down and uh, dirty uh, budget flicks, but I, you know, I, it doesn't. Eric Roberts was not a method actor. Are you agreed with that? Yes. Well, let me give our listeners the definition to method acting so that yeah. they know what we're talking about. This method acting is a technique of acting in which an actor aspires to complete emotional identification with a part based on the system evolved by Stan Salfsky and brought into prominence in the United States in the 30s. Method acting was developed in institutions such as the Actors Studio in New York City, notably, notably by Elia Kazan and Lee Strasberg, and is particularly associated with actors such as Marlon Brando and Dustin Hoffman. So, like, 
Basically, method acting is a technique or type of acting in which an actor aspires to encourage sincere and emotionally expressive performances by fully inhabitating the role of the the, character. The bottom line is he pretends to be that person throughout the entire shoot, whether it's a month or six months. Yeah, whether they go on the set, wherever he goes, he's that person. He doesn't break character or she. And you really only hear about this with male actors for some reason. Yeah. You know, Jim Carrey and Man on the Moon. Um, a lot of guys uh, there have been criticized. Like, uh, what's this guy? Jared Leto uh, for that bomb, uh, Morbius, which was, I think, the only bomb in the Marvel Universe thus mm. far. Wow. This was a guy who uh, he uh, and people on the set were just mocking him mercilessly in the press because he was a uh, uh, he played a, a doctor who had an illness uh, that confined him to a wheelchair at sometimes and so at, between takes he would have people wheel him to the bathroom in his wheelchair and he would never break character and wow. all this and he created such chaos on the set and just such you know inconvenience for yeah. people that are trying to do a job and at the end of the day that's a job so I, I looked up um, people who have done this okay and uh, some criticisms they've gotten. And one of them, um, this guy, Sebastian Stan, he played uh, Bucky in uh, the Marvel uh, movies okay. in Captain America, um, <clears throat> the Winter Soldier. And he played, um, oh, God, who was uh, Tanya Harding's husband? Oh, okay. In, uh, that was a great movie a couple years ago. So anyway, Sebastian Stan, known most commonly for playing the Winter Soldier in the Marvel uh, Universe, says, I don't believe in creating chaos for the purposes of acting. And he says it's a very self-indulgent thing. It's narcissistic and a waste of time. And everybody on the set hates the actors yeah. who are doing this. And uh, so uh, we, we, I kind of looked around. Remember this uh, guy? Ma- I think it's, I don't know if it's Mads Mickelson or Mods Mickelson. Okay. Uh, but uh, he's been in Doctor Strange, Rogue One, Fantastic Beasts, which is kind of a Harry Big Potter actor, spin-off. Yeah. Uh, he says, this is very succinctly, he said, it's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because he, uh, he's been on the set when people are acting like that. And it's just a waste of time, and it makes everybody's job uh, harder. And uh, there is a guy, Martin Freeman, uh, I, an actor I really like. It was in uh, the, uh, the Hobbit movies. He says, it says he railed against the pretentiousness of Hollywood method acting in a recent appearance on the Off Menu podcast, saying, it's just, just get on with it and get it done. Your job is to pretend. So pretend and do it well. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's exactly... Uh, I think I would yeah. do if I was an actor. Well, um, it, it seems to me, and I don't, you know, it, it seems to me that the whole idea of method acting is to involve everyone else in your bullshit. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly what it is. You know, it, it's, it is bullshit. I mean, because I think we talked about it a little bit off air. If you're doing, if you're a professional actor, just like, I mean, this is a perfect example. I, this, I, I love this, this analogy. You've been at a comedy show where you have, and I know it's not the same as method acting, but it's pretty close. You're at a show, and you've got family in the crowd. Your yeah. brother's there. Your sister's uh, husband is in there. And, and uh, oh, one of your old girlfriends came out that night. And all of a sudden, you've got like 25 people in the audience, right? Yeah. 
and you're there a little bit early and they're getting in your face and they're coming up to you and saying, you know, have a good show and blah, 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 blah. Right. Yeah. Right. You've been there. Oh, I've yeah. been there. Okay. Uh, yeah. And you're, you're, you're talking and you're this and that. And then all of a sudden the guy running the show or whoever running the goes, Hey man, we, we got to start the show time. Right. Yeah. Now what happens at that yeah. moment? You're a method comedian. You're yeah. going into your shell and you're going out there and you're performing your jokes. Well, okay. But, but if not, you were a method comedian, you wouldn't have been able to talk to them people before the show. Oh, but you did yeah, it. That, okay, so now that's, I know that's, what you're see saying. What I'm saying. Yes, yes. So it is bullshit. You, you wouldn't have been able to speak to them because you're in your character yeah. as the funny man. Correct. But you know <laughs> what you got to do. Don't, don't make me break character. So <laughs> if you're a professional, I'm just saying, if you're a professional yeah, actor, like a Leonardo DiCaprio or one of these guys, why do you have to be in character all the time? You're a professional actor. Yeah. When they right? say action, you're, be that. Yeah. Guy. That's when you're. That's when you shine. Yeah. You know. I just think it was really funny that so many actors and and other directors have come out and said, uh, you know, this is just stupid. It's it's just such. It's just people lost in their Hollywoodness. And they can pretend and be, you know, the star of the show 24 hours a day. And they come and go at home. Like, I remember, um, okay, I really liked, I, I, no, I loved the latest Batman movie. I loved that movie. I thought it was so well done. And I, uh, you know, it's just the Batman, right? Yeah. Uh, the only problem I had in that movie was Paul Dano as the Riddler. He was the least interesting character, and he should have been at least the second most interesting character uh, besides Batman, right? Yeah. It was just a throwaway Batman. role. There was, there was yeah. Uh, by, by the way, did you see Michael Keaton's uh, <laughs> commencement address? I forget which, which university he was at, but he said, uh, you know, at the end of he, you know, he did this big inspirational speech. Maybe it was Harvard. I forget it was where it was, but he said... Uh, he goes, I, you know, I'm going to get out of here, but I just want to leave you with two words, two very important words, and here they are. I'm Batman. <laughs> and the, play, the place went nuts. That's funny. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, yeah. I'm oh, um, sorry. I screwed your train of thought. No, no, no. no. That's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm back on the train of thought. <laughs> uh, so, so the Batman, which was, a, what was an excellent movie, um, the only weak point was Paul Dano's The Riddler. And okay. I read about it. He was method acting the whole time. The dude is such a weirdo. He okay in the movie you saw the Batman, which one? No, the one. the latest one. Okay, with yeah, yeah, yeah. Robert Pattinson. Yep, yep. Okay, so the Riddler is a guy. He wears this sort of um, weird mask. It's it's yeah. like an S and M kind of thing. You know, yeah, there's some weird uh, connotations there. Uh, so you you don't see him a lot as himself. You see him in this mask, giving these orders and making threats and all that. So in the lead up to this uh, movie's release, they had all these interviews, and of course they interview Paul Dano, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I I used to I would wrap myself in Saran wrap over my face and my whole body at home. Like, what? Who the fuck? What? Do you, why? Why would you do that? <laughs> no one asked you to do that. Jesus. Oh yeah, and I couldn't breathe." And you I, got and a pickle messed... next to you. What are you, a sandwich? Oh, yeah. What are you, a sandwich? You're a ham sandwich. Jelly? Yeah. And then, and then uh, he said it really messed with his head and he needed therapy. Fuck off. Fuck all the way off. I don't want to hear that stupid shit, right? No one asked you to do this. They, all, they said, look, 
you're Paul Dano. We're going to pay you a million bucks. Be the Riddler. Yeah. Be on the set. Make your mark at this time. Yeah. No, it was all this horse shit about oh, wrapping geez. himself in saran wrap. So I, I guess I don't know why. Uh, I don't know why that became such a thing for me. Um, you know, this phoniness of method acting. When I think about uh, comedians, okay, the people I love most in the world, you know, my friends. I mean, you know, yeah. I I think of every show that I've ever done, you know, dating back decades, all right? And shows you and I have done together, shows I've done with so many other, I mean, it's in it's got to be in the thousands. I don't know how many people, right? Yeah. And uh in that time, maybe a few were pretentious, but most of them, most of us are just like like you mentioned a show a moment ago about where your friends and family are there mm-hmm. and that they want to talk to you and stuff. I thought you were going another way with that. Okay, you, yeah. You were going with, like, what would you have said to them if you were method acting at the time? Oh, well, that's, okay. yeah, that's good. So I, I was thinking it. about the times when, and, and my family never shows up. It's been a decade since they've shown up to a show, and I don't care. I don't, I don't. It feels odd when they're there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but uh, the, literally the only thing that I've ever needed and you've ever needed, and, and 99% of every comedian I've ever known has needed is just five minutes before they go on to be alone. Yep. That, that's it. Just, you know, hey, guys, you could, gather could you thoughts, leave the green room? What you're starting out with. I, I don't know how you, you prepare for a show. I need to know my first five minutes in my head. That's that's all I need. Know. That's, that's all I need. What I and need. then I yep. kind of, I kind of go from there, right? Yeah. So the first five minutes is very critical because if you go up there not knowing what your first five <laughs> minutes is, you're just you're, blood you're in the water, idiot, baby. You know. So anyway, that's how I do. But uh, getting at what we're talking about, it, there is differences between comedy and acting. I get it. Okay. Yeah. But you got to remember, actors are also trained to do acting well we're yeah. trained to tell our jokes right yeah. here's a perfect example yeah but who trains us ourselves correct we don't have we don't have comedy yeah. coaches although if we took a comedy class that's that would be your comedy coach but it's not like you know Strasburg is yeah Lee Strasburg yeah is, I went yeah. to the Sorbonne but here, here's a perfect example of the differences between comedy and acting uh, not to throw out uh, you know not to throw out names but I was on the set of uh, Mr. Murder back in uh, the late 90s with William Baldwin. <laughs> yeah. One of the Baldwin brothers was doing a movie. and I got, name to go, I, I got to go on the set. <laughs> I've talked about it on our, uh, I think, episode 55 of the Salem Bob Show. I, I remember about something about yeah. that. Anyway, I think I gave you shit then, too. Yeah, it's when William Baldwin grabbed my nutsack and all yeah. that. Okay. <laughs> So anyway, <laughs> which that, I, I that, still to this day can say that. That's so the I, name of your next CD. <laughs> William Baldwin, Grab My Nutsack. If you don't name that, that I'm going to come looking for so, you. So <laughs> on that set of Mr. Murder, it was a, it was a CBS movie, a two-hour CBS movie. Yeah. He was paid a million dollars for it. Absolutely horrible. You can look it up. You can literally look it up right now. It was called Mr. Murder. Anyway, I was on the set of that. Yeah. And there was a moment where... We were all in his trailer, and we were talking. Obviously, I was with my buddy Jeff, who was part of the Black Crow. So it's not like Stephen Baldwin was, or William Baldwin was interested in me. He was interested in hearing about the Black Crows. 
But I just happened to be in the room. But he did want to hit you in the nuts. But he did want to hit me in the nuts. <laughs> so we're all we're all in the we're all in the we're all in the uh, his trailer, you know, yeah. his movie trailer. And all of a sudden, this producer or somebody I'll never forget as long as I live. That's why I'm recalling it. Opens the door and goes, "Hey, hey, man, we got we got scenes to do in about 20 minutes." And he closes the door. It was like a producer. It was like a director. Yeah. So put the and, coke and, down. And William goes, "Hey, man." You guys, you got to go. Okay. You guys got to go. I got to get ready for my scene. He goes, but yeah. you guys are more than welcome to go watch the scene. Yeah. And as Sounds I'm walking like nice out, guy. like you're walking, it's like walking out of a bus, you know, it's yeah. one at a time. So you're kind of like stuck there for a minute in front of him. Is this you know where he hit you in the about. nuts? And, no, no, he hit me in the nuts <laughs> earlier. But I, I was like face to face with him and I said, hey man, I'm just curious, man. How much shit do you got to memorize right now? Because your producer said, yeah. you got to get ready for this scene. He goes, here it is, right here. And I, I'll never forget it. He opened it up, and he showed me. He goes, this is what I got to memorize. I go, you're going to memorize that right now when we wow. leave? And then you're going to go in 20 minutes and do it? He goes, yeah. Wow. He goes, yeah. He goes, I'm, I'm trained. I can know how to do this. Okay. I know how to yeah. memorize lines. Uh-huh. And that, to me, blew me away. Like, as an as a early stand-up comedian at that time, yeah. I was blown away by that. I'm like, wow, you're going to. So then... He, we, we go out, he's in his trailer, he's by himself, he's memorizing those lines, and then we, we go get something to eat. We, we go get a, a bagel and cream yeah. cheese, and then, and then everybody's like, hey, they're filming. So we go, we go into the studio or with this big like building, and he's doing that scene, and I'm watching him, and he's, he, I mean, he once in a while he got a word wrong, mm. you know, where the director goes, ah, you know, cut, you know, yeah. and then he had to go back and do it. But for the most part, dude, that dude, he memorized like a he remembered two, it 15 all. minute scene. Okay. And I'm like, well, how did he freaking do that? And now, did he look at it the night before? I'm sure he did. But he took 20 minutes because yeah. the director said, hey, yeah. these guys are gone. You're going to get ready. It's like us yeah. getting ready for a show. Yeah. That's what yeah. I attributed it to. Get your ass on stage. You're, you're doing a scene in 20 yeah. minutes. Yeah. So get rid of these guys. Look at your shit. Yeah. Because... You know, film is money, right? Time is oh, money. Oh, yeah. And every every like, bad hey. take is money. So it was cool to see, man. And that's fucking, you know, that's 1994. You know, that's, God, that's, that's almost 30 years ago, ago man. Yeah. But that, that's a great memory. Yeah, I, Mr. Murder was on CBS. Mr. Murder, okay. Yeah. Well, hey, you know, that's a great memory. And you've been, uh, you've been on uh, multiple movie sets. I have been on one, which was an independent thing that was a, an absolute... Uh, Disaster, uh, but uh, so yeah, I guess um, you know to wrap it up. I, I thought that uh, the uh, the link here, you know, because because I always start a segment out by complaining about something I don't like, right? Which is method acting, and then we try to put a bow on it at the end. And the bow is this: um, it. And I am not in any way uh, saying that people who are method actors are bad actors. Jim Carrey is one of my favorite actors. And he's. I think he should have an Oscar. Oh, died in the wool method, you know. Whatever he does to to do, you know, to do those characters, uh, it's okay, man, you know. But I, there's a lot of people out there that it wouldn't make a difference for them whether they're method or they just somebody's speaking their lines in an earpiece or they're doing yeah. cue cards, and so they make this big deal out of it. It's like you know what? How about you do our job for a week? How about yeah. you just? How about somebody just go, hey, ladies and gentlemen, so-and-so, and you got to talk for an hour, baby, and you got to, you have to, 
uh, entertain and motivate and make those people feel, right? Uh, it's uh, the biggest method acting there Your is. own writing, not a script. Yeah. So... Um, and again, I'm not. I, I I just I don't want anybody to think that I'm. You know, no, no, you're not. And you know, crazy what? about how it's, talented. It's 2022. Uh, we have a lot of drug problems in this country, so I heard the future is going to be meth acting. These are actors oh, that are on meth. Meth acting. Well, meth acting. Didn't no, they do that on Breaking Bad? <laughs> I think that's what uh, a lot of the extras did. Maybe, but uh, <laughs> hey, if you're in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, get to New York Prime. 405 28th Avenue North Myrtle Beach South Carolina 843-448-8081 we'd like I'd like to thank the staff for letting me play in their bar here while I'm talking to you Bob and uh I hope and thanks for calling me, up. by the yeah, way. Yeah, everything's good up there in October Park. We, we didn't know we, if we could do this uplink and make it uh, Nate, Nate seamless. Nate like sound really yeah, good. It's Nate like always does the, that. It's like we're in the same room. It's crazy. And he listened um, to my kvetching for uh, for however long this episode was, bitching about method acting and who knows what else. Yeah, and we definitely, uh, you can't come out to Genetti's if you don't have a ticket because we're sold out. Uh, but July 21st is sold out, but August 17th tickets are available. And please, if you're in the Dowagiac, Michigan area, <laughs> Saturday, July 23rd, we have the Sister Lakes Brewing. We will be there. It's the Sal and Bob Show, Steve I, Hansen hosting. It's going to be a great show, $20 you, tickets. It's going to be incredible. I've lived in Michigan all my life. I don't even know where Dowagiac is. I love Dowagiac. It's a beautiful area. It's, it's, uh, it's on Lake Michigan, right? Well, it's it's no, it's it's south of uh, it's kind of like near South Bend, Indiana. Oh, oh. matter of fact, I have uh, so. Well, I've been in Myrtle Beach here the whole week, and Tuesday or Wednesday, one of the show, one of the nights, a couple was from Dowagiac, Michigan, really, in the crowd, and they came out after and said hi to me, and they said they live in Dowagiac, and I go, "Are you kidding me?" So I showed them our poster, and they're like. We live like ten minutes from that. Brewery. So they better come to. Well, this. they're they're coming. They're coming, and I saw yeah. that I saw on Eventbrite that they already purchased tickets because you okay. can see who's buying them. So go to Eventbrite if you're if you're an Eventbrite person. Go to Sister Lakes Brewing. Uh, you'll connect yourself to my Eventbrite or our Eventbrite for that uh, particular event. Saturday, July twenty third. We're gonna have you a could, great time. You, We're gonna you be could under win a, tent. a t-shirt or a Sal and Bob coffee cup. So you're many. You're gonna fun get things. something for twenty dollars. You're gonna damn you're right. Gonna, you're gonna have a good time, but you also might probably win a shirt or a hat or a coffee cup. And uh, come on out, Sister Lakes Brewing. It's in Dowagiac, Michigan. It's gonna be a great time. Night of comedy under the stars. We're gonna be under a tent. That's right. It's gonna be outdoors. It's gonna be. Isn't a, it? It's gonna oh, be a nice I hope time. it doesn't rain. Yeah, weather's supposed to be a I little bit cooler. I won't be able cooler. to stay in character if it rains. It's just, you have to be your method comedian. <laughs> I will be. Uh, I'll be meth head comedian at that point. That's what I'll be. So I'll be running around threatening people. <laughs> but you got uh, any cash on you? That is what is going on with the Sal and Bob Show the week of July 19th, 2022. I'm Sal DeMilio, comedian Bob Phillips, at Sally DOA, at Bob the Suit, BobPhillips.com, SalDeMilio.com. We're so social. Crossing the streams, Sal and Bob Show. We got so much going on. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody.